Hey, Smarty fans, your pal Trusty has a gift for you. A seven-day free trial of Who Smarted Plus. That's right. If you sign up for Who Smarted Plus, you'll get one week of free access to all our subscriber episodes and bonus Smarty Qs, all ad-free. Parents, educators, and Smarty Pants have been letting us know how much they love their Who Smarted Plus subscriptions. Now's your chance to see what all the excitement is about. Again, this offer is 100% free. You can cancel any time within the trial week. But I have a feeling you're going to want to stick around for all the exciting adventures and extra smarting. Sign up now right in Apple Podcasts or on whosmarted.com. Just click Join Who Smarted Plus. Thanks for smarting with us and supporting Who Smarted. Hey, parents. Are you looking for ways to take care of your own mental health while caring for those around you? If so, check out How to Be a Better Human. Each week on How to Be a Better Human, comedian Chris Duffy sits down with an expert to talk about the realistic and often unexpected ways that you can improve your life. This show has everything from an episode with Dr. Becky about how to repair relationships when you've made a mistake to how to set boundaries both with your kids and your parents and even a deep dive on why it's okay for your house to be messy sometimes if you're feeling overwhelmed. And more great episodes come out every Monday. Find out how to be a better human wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Smarty Pants, it's so funny running into you out here in the English countryside. I'm just backpacking through the fields, looking for a scenic backdrop for my next selfie. Ooh, there's a cool-looking spot up ahead. Let's head over there and... What the heck? Is that what I think it is? See if you can guess what it is, Smarty Pants. It's a large circle of giant rectangular stones standing up on end, with other giant stones lying flat on top of them. It certainly doesn't seem random. What do you think it is, Smarty Pants? If I didn't know better, Smarty Pants, I'd say we just happened upon the world-famous monument known as Stonehenge. I guess that would make sense. Stonehenge is in England. Salisbury Plain in Wiltshire, England, to be exact. Uh, do you hear that, Smarty Pants? It's coming from right behind this enormous stone. Oh, hi. Don't mind me. Oh, hi. I'm the trusty narrator. And you are? Dr. Cheryl Middleworth, archaeologist at your service. I'm just doing a little research on this amazing monument. Really? What kind of research involves pulling a gigantic stone across a bunch of logs? The kind that might finally help us understand uh, how whoever built Stonehenge uh, transported all these massive stones here. One guess is they pulled them on top of rolling logs like this. Of course... They probably had a hundred people pulling at once, not just one lonesome archaeologist. I was going to say, here, let me help you with that. Dr. Middleworth, if you're an expert on Stonehenge, perhaps you can answer some questions for me and the Smarty Pants today. Sure. What do you want to know? For starters, what is Stonehenge and who built it and when? And for what purpose? Hey, you're helping me. Least I can do is help you. Great. Get ready to rock and roll, Smarty Pants. Stonehenge 
It's time for another whiff of history and science on Who's Smarted? Who's Smarted? Who's Smart? Is it you? Is it me? Is it science or history? Listen up, everyone. We make smarting lots of fun on Who's Smarted? Okay, smarty pants, looks like we're on a Stonehenge fact-finding adventure. My first question is, I know what stones are, and clearly Stonehenge is made of them, but what is a henge? A henge is a prehistoric monument made up of a circle of stone or wooden objects in a vertical or upright position. Ah, of course. Now, you said prehistoric, which means Stonehenge must be pretty old. What are we talking here, Doc? Uh, 500 years old? Thousand, two thousand, more? Try five thousand years old. <gasps> In fact, they started building Stonehenge about five hundred years before the first pyramids in Egypt were built. Whoa! It's literally from the Stone Age. Whoa, that is old. Now, when you say they started building Stonehenge, who exactly are are they? That trusty narrator is a tricky question. You see, we experts believe there were actually several groups of people who worked on Stonehenge over a thousand-year period. The first group was known as the Windmill Hill People. Then came the Bell Beaker culture. And finally, the Wessex people. Each group added, removed, or moved around the giant stones, but... We're still not 100% sure who the original creators were. I heard that Stonehenge was built by the Druids. In ancient times, hundreds of years before the dawn of history, lived a strange race of people, the Druids. think the druids were, smarty pants? Were they A, aliens from another planet? B, ancient religious leaders? Or C, highly intelligent giant insects? The answer is B, ancient religious leaders. Yes, the idea that the Druids built Stonehenge was a common belief for a while, trusty narrator. But the Druids actually lived centuries after Stonehenge was completed, so it's impossible they were behind it. Well, whoever built it must have been pretty strong, because these stones are big and heavy. Indeed they are, and there are a lot of them. Here, walk with me, trusty. I'll give you a tour. First, we have what we call the Outer Ring. A big circle of stones standing on end. These stones are called sarsens and are about 13 feet tall and 7 feet wide. They clock in around 25 tons, which means these babies weigh the same as four elephants each. I believe it. Lying flat across the top of the vertical sarsens, all the way around the circle are other sarsen stones called lintels. They're also super heavy. So it took some might to get them up there. Hate to nitpick, Dr. Middleworth, but these sarsen stones don't make a full circle. Right you are, trusty. 
There were originally 80 sarsen stones, but today only 52 are left. Where'd the missing stones go? Most likely, people took them over the years and used them to build other things, like walls or roads. You must remember, it's only recently humans have cared about preserving ancient monuments. In the old days, folks didn't think twice about borrowing building materials from an abandoned place if they needed them for something. Makes sense, but it's also too bad. It certainly makes my work more challenging. Now we've reached the inner ring of stones. Oh, it's shaped like a horseshoe. Yep. And as you can see, the horseshoe shape is made up of five trilithons. Did you say trilithon? That sounds like a big number. Or a dinosaur. Right, Smarty Pants? Yeah, but a trilithon is actually what we call a separate standalone set of two sarsens topped by a lintel. It kind of looks like the symbol for the Greek letter pi. Oh, or a pair of big stone pants. Oh, stony pants! The middle trilithon would be the tallest structure in all of Stonehenge, about 23 feet high, if the lintel and one of the sarsens hadn't fallen down hundreds of years ago. That's why they call it the Great Trilithon. Okay, so that covers all the giant stones, but what are all these smaller stones? Those are blue stones. They don't look blue to me. Not now, but they do look blue when they're wet. They weigh about five tons each. Yikes! That's the weight of two cars! Nothing here is light. Nope. Unfortunately, a lot of blue stones are missing today. They used to be arranged in a circle outside the inner ring and in another circle inside the inner ring. Got it. But I gotta say, Doc, I'm confused. All I see around here are fields. Where the heck did they find all these stones? Great question. From what we can tell, the giant sarsen stones came from rock quarries 25 miles away. Those would have been hard enough to get here. But the blue stones, believe it or not, have been traced all the way to the Priscelli Hills in Wales, which are 200 miles away. Whoa. How they got all those stones here is a mystery. Ah, so that's why you were testing whether you could pull a stone on top of rolling logs. Yep. That's one way they might have moved both kinds of stones here. But there are other theories. Hey, Smarty Pants, which of these other methods do you think might have been used to transport these massive stones? A. Pulling them along tracks greased with animal fat. B. Pulling them over balls placed in grooved wooden rails. Or C. By rolling them in giant wicker baskets. Believe it or not, the answer is... All three? They're all possibilities, and probably more likely than the legend that a magic wizard did it. True. Wait, did you say wizard? According to an ancient legend, giants brought the Stonehenge stones from Africa to a mountain in Ireland, where they formed a big circle called the Giant's Dance. However, a certain king wanted the stones brought to England, so he sent 15,000 soldiers to get them. Unfortunately, the soldiers weren't able to move the stones. Shocking! 
Instead, they got the legendary wizard named Merlin to use magic to transport the stones so they could recreate the giant's dance as the Stonehenge we know today. No expert believes that story, right? No, but incredibly, it may have at least some truth to it. Really? How so? Archaeologists recently discovered there was once a big circle of blue stones like these at a site called Wanman in Wales. But after 400 years, the circle mysteriously disappeared. At exactly the same time, the Stonehenge first appeared right here. Hold the phone. Are you saying they might have moved the circle of stones after all? Just like Merlin, minus the magic. Hmm. However they got all these stones here, constructing Stonehenge was obviously no easy feat. Which raises the ultimate question, Smarty Pants. Why is it here in the first place? I thought you'd never ask. The answer to the riddle is right after this quick break. Hi, Trusty here with a special message for all the parents and guardians listening. I know how important it is for your child to excel in every way possible, especially when it comes to education. Well, thanks to my friends at IXL, you don't have to go it alone. IXL is a personalized learning platform that's transforming the way children master everything from math to social studies. IXL's interactive courses and immediate feedback ensure learning is super engaging and accessible for every student, pre-K through 12th grade. Imagine that a tool that grows with your child, offering personalized recommendations based on their progress. And we know it works because we've used it ourselves. Adam Tex Davis, co-creator of Who Smarted, used IXL to help his daughter stay on top of her schoolwork and excel in her classes. Backed by research, students who use the IXL program are more likely to get higher test scores because IXL functions like a tutor. And whether your child needs help with homework, classwork, test prep, or is looking for a challenge, IXL has you covered. And all of that at an affordable rate. A one-month subscription to IXL costs less than what most tutors charge for an hour. And one subscription is good for every child in your household. Join the millions of parents who trust IXL and make an impact on your child's learning today. Oh, and who smarted listeners get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when you sign up now at IXL.com slash smarted. Visit IXL.com slash smarted to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. IXL Learning. Inspire. Excel. Learn more at IXL.com. Hey there, smarty moms, dads, adults, and anyone who loves great food but doesn't always have the time or energy to grocery shop, prep, and cook a big meal. Well, take it from me, the trusty narrator. I found the perfect solution to having delicious, home-cooked meals without all the time and hassle. It's called Factor Meals. With Factor Meals, you can forget about all the shopping, chopping, or even washing dishes. That's because Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals arrive at your door ready to heat and eat in just two minutes. That's right. With Factor, you and your family are always just two minutes away from chowing down on chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, delicious gourmet meals. 
From Calorie Smart to Protein Plus to Vegetarian to Keto Options, Factor has six menus guaranteed to meet your wellness goals. And with over 35 meal choices and 60 add-ons weekly, your taste buds will never get bored. I personally started ordering Factor meals last month for those busy days when I want a tasty lunch or dinner that fills me up and crushes my nutrition goals, but I only have five minutes to cook it. And Factor 100% delivers on time, every time. So head on over to factormeals.com slash smarted50 and use code smarted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code SMARTED50 at factormeals.com slash SMARTED50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Now back to Who's Smarted? Stonehenge Edition. Archaeologist Dr. Cheryl Middleworth is about to answer the big question about this mysterious monument. Why did whoever built Stonehenge build it? And the answer is... I don't know. What? Sorry, trusty. I told you, there's a lot of things about Stonehenge that we still don't know, and one of those is what its original purpose was. However, we do have theories. I'm listening. Theory one. It may have been a calendar based on the stars. You see, in addition to all those other stones we talked about, Stonehenge has four Station stones, located outside its outer ring. One of those is called the Heel Stone. And each year on the longest day of the year, also known as the Summer Solstice, something interesting happens just above the Heel Stone. What do you think happens, Smarty Pants? Does the sun rise? Does the moon double inside? Or do stars disappear? If you said the sun rises, you're stone cold correct. Not only that, on the shortest day of the year, the winter solstice, the sun sets over the heel stone. So those ancient peoples clearly knew something about the stars. I see. So what are the other theories? Some believe it may have been a memorial used to worship and maybe even connect spiritually with distant ancestors. Or it could have been a destination for religious pilgrimages. Or it may have been thought of as a place of healing because bluestones were once believed to cure illnesses. In all of these theories, Stonehenge attracted people from all over hoping to gain something from its magic powers. Exactly. Which leads us to our strongest theory. Which is that it was a ceremonial burial ground. We found thousands of bones, and we can tell people were buried here over hundreds, if not thousands of years. So that's one thing we know Stonehenge was used for. But whether that was the main thing or the only thing remains to be seen. How do we even go about trying to learn more? Well, for one thing, Stonehenge isn't the only stone circle in town. There are several other smaller ones right in this part of town that were built in the same time period and are just as mysterious. Ooh, and if one of those circles happens to give you some clues... We may one day unlock the mysteries of Stonehenge. 
two big smarty birthday shoutouts to Fred, who just turned eight, and Wilbur, who just turned six, in Tooton, Southwest London. Hey, that's not too far from Stonehenge. We're so glad you and your dad love listening and learning to Who Smarted every night. This episode, Stonehenge, was written by Steve Mystery Melcher and voiced by Kim Druid Davis and Jerry Colbert. Technical direction and sound design by Josh Heelstone Han. Who Smarted is recorded and mixed at the Relic Room Studios. Our associate producer is monolithic Max Kamaski. The theme song is by Brian Solstice Suarez, with lyrics written and performed by Adam Rox Davis. Who Smarted was created and produced by Adam Tex Davis and Jerry Colbert. This has been an Atomic Entertainment production. 